The Pagan Origins of New Year's Day. On the eve of another new year, and without it, a second round of celebrations before the year is over. Before I knew the origin of New Year's Day, it was one of my favorite holidays, and celebrated with gusto. For one, it's a fresh start, a new page. Blank slate, new beginnings, a new hope. How does the adage go, out with the old, in with the new? My favorite thing about New Year's was being able to better myself grow and not repeat the mistakes of the year before. There was a feeling of the future and not of a celebration or a clinging to of the past, or so I thought. Little did I know that far from being refreshing in about newness, New Year's Day is a holiday steeped in pagan rituals and traditions from the ancient world, some of which are still actively practiced today, and some you wouldn't even imagine are connected to such primeval ancient history. They say ignorance is bliss. However, this is the one instance where ignorance is not bliss. If you desire to fix that ignorance, read along to find out what the pagan origins of New Year's Day are. As any follower of the Abrahamic faith in sincerity, Allah, El, Jehovah, God, Jesus Christ, being the unifying element in any belief system. Anything that rejects the unlawful paganism that seeks to desecrate and humiliate the position of Jesus Christ in any way. You know, you should be aware of these things and avoid them at all costs as the scriptures, be they the books of Moses, be they the Christian New Testament, be they the Quran, all warn against such practices including eating feasts sacrificed to their false idols. The origin of New Year's Day. Humans have celebrated the start of the New Year for thousands of years. In most cases, these celebrations were linked to agricultural and astronomical events that created the earliest calendars. The earliest recorded New Year's Day celebration was 4,000 years ago in Babylon. It took place during the first new moon following the vernal equinox. Yes, the new year actually begins in spring, not in winter. This was so because there was an equal amount of sunlight and darkness 
heralding the start of a new year and representing the birth of the natural world, which to the Babylonians was perfectly in balance between light and dark, the moon and the sun. Akitu. To mark the new year, the Babylonians celebrated a festival they called Akitu. Or Aku. It derives from the Sumerian word for barley, which we know is made into beer. The festival lasted 11 full days and nights, and a different ritual was conducted on each day and each night. Statues of the gods were paraded through the streets as rites were conducted to symbolize their victory over the forces of chaos. Remember, the Babylonians did not see actions as good or evil, although they had an extensive record of laws, at least not good and evil on a spiritual sense. They saw the world through the lens of law and order versus shapeless chaos. Laws were not inherently good, but they provided the order which was essentially good to the workings of all things. Chaos was considered, in essence, what we would know of as evil, and all things that induced are created or were caused from chaos, which we could be considered defined as the natural world, the world without man, disaster, accident, etc., Remember, Hecate is a chaos goddess, or the goddess of chaos in Discordianism or in ancient Greece. Ares. These figures would be considered the ancient world's Satan, not, for example, Pluto or Hades who would be seen as bringing order to the chaotic realm of the supernatural and subterranean. Just for an example. So why this is why this is order over chaos, not good versus evil. They believe that through these rites, the world was cleansed and recreated by the gods in preparation for the new year and the return of spring. They were an agrarian people. They were based on agriculture, specifically agriculture on the river and the grassland plains that were fertilized by its rising and falling. The principal god celebrated during this festival was Marduk, otherwise known as the Babylonian sky god. Marduk was celebrated for his mythical victory over the evil sea goddess Tiamat. During Akidu, the new king was crowned, or the current monarch's rule was extended. The king practiced a public ritual of humiliation during which he was brought before the statue of Marduk. He was stripped of his robes, 
slapped across the face and dragged by the ears in the hope of making him cry. If he cried, this was seen as a sign that Marduk was satisfied and extended his rule. A new calendar. The modern celebration of New Year's Day originates from the Roman celebration of the god Janus. As is the case with every major holiday, New Year's Day corresponds with the start of a new season. In this case, the vernal equinox. The Romans used a calendar consisting of 10 months and 304 days, with each new year beginning in the spring. Over the centuries, the calendars fell out of sync with the sun, so in 46 BC, Julius Caesar solved the problem. He consulted with mathematicians and astronomers to create a new calendar based on the sun, which resembles the modern Gregorian calendar. Thus, Caesar instituted January 1st as the first day of the year, partially in honor of the month's namesake, Janus, the Roman god of change and beginnings. Janus This god's full name is Janus Bifrons, meaning the god who looked both ways. It explains why Janus has two faces, a representation of his ability to look back into the past and forward into the future. This idea was tied to the concept of transitions from one year to the next, from one vision to the next, and growth into adulthood. He was also worshipped at the beginning of harvest seasons, planting times, marriages, births, deaths, and etc. Sometimes referred to as Diom Dio, God of Gods, Janus presided over the creation of religion, life, and other gods. For this reason, he was regarded as the most important Roman god. His name was the first uttered in prayers before even that of Jupiter. He inaugurated the seasons of which the first of each month were considered sacred to him. The Roman temple in Rome erected in Janus's honor was called Ionus Geminus. Worship of Janus traditionally dates back to Romulus and even before the founding of Rome. January 7th was the day of his festival called Agonium. Yes, that's right. Uh, Janus was an Etruscan god. Early Romans featured him on coins, with one face clean-shaven and the other bearded. During the Renaissance, this two-faced image not only represented the past and the future, but also wisdom. The porter's staff and a set of keys were the symbols representing Janus because he was the gatekeeper. That's why the Latinized name for Janus, Ianus, is derived from Iahua, meaning the door. Gates in Rome, named after Janus, were opened during times of war and closed during times of peace. Because of Rome's constant warring, the gates only closed twice from the 7th to the 1st century BC. These gates were called the Janai which represented ceremonial gateways. Usually they were freestanding structures that served as symbolic entrances and exits. Think the dual towers, the dual pillars of Freemasonry, Joaquin and Boaz, as freestanding symbolic gateways. Think of the Arch de Triomphe, or the Ionis Quadrafons, 
that are landmarks along in Europe as seemingly arches that serve no real purpose except to exist on certain roadways. These were symbolic. These gates were also the subject of superstitions. The Roman army had to depart by marching through a Janus. The most famous Janus in Rome was the Janus Geminus, which was actually a shrine. Pagan traditions that the Romans celebrated on January 1st were offering sacrifices to Janus in hopes of gaining good fortune in the new year. They decorated their homes with laurel branches and spent the day partying with their friends and loved ones. It was common for friends and family to exchange well wishes and gift figs and honey. Gifts were exchanged because they believed the beginning of anything was an omen for the whole. Cakes made of spelt sea salt were offered to Janus and burnt at the altar. This was not only done during the New Year celebrations, but also on the first of each month. Kissing at the moment of transition into the next year is rooted in pagan sexual practice and superstition. On the watch night services, the elders conducted watchouts for evil spirits who were believed to roam the earth during those times. Hence comes the tradition of staying up until midnight to ring in the new year. Literally rung in with the watchman's bell. Which would be the declaration of another year spent without ghosts coming to take you to hell. Eating pork and black-eyed peas on New Year's Day originates from homage to Janus. His mythical wife... Karna, goddess of human organs, was honored during her festival with a dish of fava beans and pork bacon. The peas, beans, symbolizes rebirth and pork swine was the preferred sacrificial meat to the gods of Rome. So let me read that again because I know a lot of people in Texas, especially those in where I'm from, in the uh, Mexican parts South Texas, etc. But, you know, extending wherever there's really a... uh, This is like a Texan thing more than it is a specific kind of Texan thing. The eating of black-eyed peas and pork. Pork and beans. We eat the black-eyed peas every New Year's that I can remember. My grandmother being alive. And that was up until about a few years ago. And I never ever thought it had something to do with ancient Rome. I never even thought it had something to do with anything more than a local folk tradition that probably wasn't celebrated commonly anymore nor anywhere outside of this local geographic you know um, you know population of South Texans, of of Tejanos, of Texans with Mexican-American origin or rural origin, something along those lines, right? 
And now that I know it's celebrated in multiple countries, it's celebrated across caste systems, rich and poor celebrate it. And it's actually one of the more popularly shared trends. And because it has its roots, not in American, not in Texan, not in Mexican culture, but in Roman culture. So all societies that emerged from Rome, especially the rural working class agrarian societies in Rome, the farmers, they carried on that tradition for thousands of years. That shit is fucking mind-blowing. And it just goes to show that things we take for granted and we are told are our own unique eccentricities as cultures that make us individual tribes are actually the fragmented but still traceable and recognizable unifiers, inheritance of a once shared empire this one being the Roman Empire the New Year calendar in medieval Europe New Year's Day celebrations were deemed pagan so that in the 567th year AD the Council of Tours abolished January 1st celebrations officially It got replaced with a more religious day, such as December 25th and March 25th. The Feast of the Annunciation are the spring Germanic fertility rites, Christianized into the Roman Catholic traditions. In an attempt to Christianize January celebrations, the Catholic Church created the Feast of Circumcision. Supposedly, this day venerated Christ's eighth day of life following Jewish tradition. In 1582, after the Gregorian calendar was created, Pope Gregory VIII re-established January 1st as New Year's Day. Protestant countries gradually adopted the calendar except for Britain, who did not embrace it until 1752. Before that, the empire, along with the American colonies, still observed New Year's in March. As we have seen, New Year's Day observed on January 1st is based on ancient pagan traditions. This is unquestionable. And most traditions practiced on this day are also pagan in origin, including the kissing on midnight, staying up to ring in the New Year, the drinking, the partying, the uh, hopes, the making wishes, the resolutions, etc. All that. Because we follow a secular calendar, our society has been contaminated by Roman paganism right and left. Even the names of the week and months come from pagan gods. So it's not surprising that all our holidays are pagan as well. God, Allah, created time and only he has the authority to set the beginning and the end of the year. The biblical new year is observed during Passover. According to Exodus 12, 1-2, the new year begins in the month of Abib, which is March or April. This follows ancient tradition of observing the new year in spring. The biblical calendar is a lunar calendar, and even here we can see God's perfect handiwork. Science plays a role in God's calendar. The Earth's rotation regulates the length of a day, therefore the length in the lunar phases indicate the length of a month. Earth's orbit around the sun indicates the length of a year. The beginning of God's sacred calendar marked the beginning of the seasonal harvests. 
Time is obedient to God's sovereignty, and so should we be. And my final thoughts, as I have urged throughout my episodes, to please always do your own research. Don't take anything for granted, no matter if it's hobbies, sports, uh, holidays, uh, the news, anything, franchise, film franchises, shit like that. Look for the occult albums, musicians, etc. Look for the occult, even in comic books, uh, I mean like every single thing that you think is American, that you think is a local practice, all your little urban legends, all your little eccentricities, all your little like, uh, you know, basically anthropological dialectics and stuff like that, you know, dialects that are unique to you and your little quirky community. If you actually investigate and do your own research, you will see that they are (laughs) mostly pagan in origin. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. trying to stop me from telling you the truth. They're mostly pagan in origin, mostly Roman in origin, um, mostly have been adopted and kept going by the Roman Catholic Church and the um, Crypto-Khazar Mafia that has been going under many different names, but has been doing so to Talmudicize, to Judify, to Judaize, all uh, Christian Gnostic uh, research and ultimately to try to thwart and create massive holy wars between Christians and Muslims even though uh, the same doctrine, the same epistemology, the same eschatology, the same evangelios is followed by both except the Roman Catholics up the ante by creating a fictional miraculous uh, Demigod, which is based on Roman traditions, which is based on Roman versions of history, rewriting the really supernatural histories of Julius Caesar into the defining logos of uh, God on Earth in the form of the Messiah, Julius Caesar, Jesus Christ, um, you know, persona, which the Muslims and the Christians both worship, both absolutely worship. And there is no difference between Islam and Christianity. There is none. But there is a difference between Islam and Catholicism. Catholicism is the one that forced both the Crusades and then forced both the uh, internal genocides within the Christian community based on the persecutions of heresy. So we need to understand the Catholics as being completely the terrorist foot soldiers, the brook burners, the uh, people who basically created the Dark Ages. And and for and further, uh, more basically, uh, try to write history in their own image, um, creating what we know as the like almost absurdist, unbelievable amount of ignorance we have in our societies, regardless if that society is Protestant or secular or atheist or Bolshevik, etc. But in, if it comes from Europe at all, if it comes from the West at all, it is based on that. That negative um, tradition that is uh, book burning and, you know, believing people are infallible and shit like that because they belong to certain secret societies, secret organizations, cults, etc. The priest class of your given given, uh, empire. 
remember to love the Lord above your traditions. Ask Him to do uh, what He needs to do through you. Ask for the patience, the humility, and ultimately salvation that we all truly need. Remember, don't ignore your conviction. Don't justify or rationalize a desire to keep celebrating pagan holidays or to keep promoting them to your children because it's easier to go with the flow once you know that they're wrong doctrines. Repent. Repent in prayer. Educate your families. Educate your friends, your peers. And do your best now that you're not under the veil of ignorance to show that you are repentant by demonstrating at least vocally you know expressing not only your love of God but also your rejection of such pagan traditions he'll show you what to do and it's only because of his grace that you're allowed to do what you have to do so be appreciative of that as well as just realize We all have our parts to play. Even if it's just mere witnesses and observers. That's the only guidance you need when approaching this subject. Some other famous New Year's days throughout history, though. Especially in the ancient world, could be found without much searching. In Egypt, for instance, the year began with the annual flooding of the Nile, which coincided with the rising of the star Sirius after a 70-day absence. This typically occurred in mid-July and was celebrated with a festival known as Whippet Renpet, which means the opening of the year. The new year was seen as time of rebirth and rejuvenation, and it was honored with feasts and special religious rites. The Phoenicians and the Persians, on the other hand, began a new year with the spring equinox in March. The Persian New Year is called Nauruz. And it's a 13-day spring festival which is believed to have originated as part of the Zoroastrian religion. Although official records of Nauru's did not appear until the 2nd century, where most historians believe its celebration dates back at least as far as the 6th century BC. Nauru's traditions, such as bonfires and colored eggs, are still celebrated in Iran, and other parts of the Middle East and Asia, and are the origins of the Easter egg hunt celebrated entirely throughout America. That's right, the Phoenician and Persian celebration of the New Year is why we have the Easter egg hunt in Easter in the United States. Jewish people celebrate the beginning of a new year in September or October 
and observance of the lunar solar Hebrew calendar. Known as Rosh Hashanah, Hebrew for the head of the year, begins on the first day of Tishra, which is the first month of the calendar's civil year, but the seventh month of its religious year. The earliest reference to Rosh Hashanah in the rabbinic text comes from the Mishnah, a legal text from 200 AD. However, the holiday is believed to be much older, perhaps originating in the 6th century BC. Today, Rosh Hashanah is both a celebration for the upcoming year and a time to reflect on the past and one's relationship with God. Jewish people often attend special services at their synagogue and celebrate with meals, including a loaf of round challah bread, apples, and honey. The holiday is linked to the blast of the shofar, a trumpet made from a ram or a kosher animal's horn, which regularly sounds in synagogues at this time. The colorful Lunar New Year, the first day of the Lunar New Year, meanwhile, occurs with the second new moon after the winter solstice. This is popularly referred to as the Chinese New Year. Although millions of people across China, Korea, Vietnam, and Japan, as well as other countries across Indochina, celebrate this event, which is also called the Spring Festival. The Chinese New Year is one of the oldest extant traditions in the world. This holiday has been traced back as far as three millennia ago, with origins in the Shang Dynasty. In its earliest days, this festival was linked to the sowing of spring seeds, and it eventually found ties to a fascinating legend. The myth discusses the annual exploits of a bloodthirsty creature called the Nian, now the Chinese word for the year. To protect themselves and frighten off this beast, Villagers decided to decorate their homes with red ornaments, burn bamboo, and make loud noises throughout the night. The tactic worked, and bright colors and lights are still present in China's New Year's festivals, as well as fireworks, singing, music, feasting, and other revelry. Another odd New Year's celebration that happened historically, but is odd because it's obscure and is not celebrated much nowadays in secular society, is the Feast of the Lady, otherwise known as Lady Day, or the Feast of Annunciation. It is a celebrating event in the Bible when Archangel Gabriel appeared to Mary and offered her the opportunity to be the mother of Jesus, the Son of God. Mary checked some of the conditions and learned that her virginity would remain intact for her husband, so she accepted the holy mission. She instantly became pregnant with the holy child, a decision that would lead to her to becoming the most famous woman on earth at least to the Catholics. In 
This would be adopted around March 25th and adopted around the 4th of the 5th centuries. The feast is a celebration when God entered the human world as his only son, Jesus, in order to save humanity, according to the Catholics. It is a celebration of Mary's free acceptance of the role of mother to the Holy Child, signifying humans' acceptance of God's act. The Son of God was to live as a human, and so he would come into the world through the same means as a human. Thus, the date of the Annunciation was set nine months as standard human pregnancy term before the day of Jesus' birth. The date of January 1st was also given to the Christian significance becoming the Feast of Circumcision, following eight days after he was born on December 25th, which was their version of Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Now, this is important because it's clearly a Christianization of the Phoenician and Persian populations of Europe with their celebration of what would soon morph into our Easter, known as the Feast of the Lady, Easter being the fertility Venus Easter bunny uh, ritual, the literally worship of the vagina. The cunny is what they call it. This was practiced, for example, so late into history that the British who did not adopt the reform calendar officially until 1752 celebrated not only in their inner empire but in their colonies New Year's officially in March so that 20 years before America officially declared independence in 1776 the American colonies were officially celebrating their New Year's Day on March 25th, Ladies' Day, which would become our Easter celebration, which would be the beginning of spring as it enters into summer. Which is heavily based on the Phoenician... New Year's, called Nauru's, which is celebrated with colored eggs, feasting, etc., and fertility rites, the kissing on New Year's Eve. Though things change, how much they remain the same. <laughs> 